Hello, and welcome to A to Z, God Has Covered Me. This is Michaela Estrue, and you are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Today, verse R comes from Romans 12.15, which says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. The idea of rejoicing fills the scriptures. Paul commands in many of his letters to rejoice. The Psalms are filled with rejoicing in praise, worship, and in suffering. And Jesus commands his people to rejoice in his Sermon on the Mount. Specifically, in Romans 12, this command follows a series of commands, all of which demonstrate how to act as a unified body of Christ. As a reminder, Paul wrote his letter to the Romans, likely on his third missionary journey, while he was in Corinth, around 57 AD. Picture the scene. A new church in the capital of the most powerful nation on earth who hated this new religion called Christianity. The Roman church was in desperate need for strong doctrine to unite them and encouragement from Paul so as to remain as one through the midst of persecution. This is partly why Romans is Paul's longest epistle. He includes every detail. He discusses God's righteous wrath and judgment, the sinfulness of man, our justification in salvation through faith in Christ, the life led by the Spirit, and our future glory. In chapter 12, Paul begins giving specific, practical commands in relation to the analogy of the church as one body. He says in verse 5 to 6, So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Paul centers this body on love and brotherly affection. He commands to outdo one another in showing honor, and finally says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. It is beautiful to specify that this verse is a command. Paul commands this for both individual and communal good. As we all know, rejoicing is not merely meant for when you are particularly happy. Instead, rejoicing with others, even when you may not feel overly joyful, requires a humility that trains the heart. This rejoicing also teaches one to see God's goodness at all times. David says in Psalm 13:1, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? David is desperate and shaken, but he says four verses later, But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. David chooses to rejoice because he knows the Lord is good. This conscious decision requires humility to look outside one's own particular experiences. So also, being conscious of others' sufferings and pain requires humility. Humbly placing others before oneself, both in rejoicing and in mourning, unifies the body as one. Paul writes in Philippians 4, 4-5, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. 
The Lord is at hand. This humility in rejoicing unites the church together as one body and beautifully demonstrates gentleness to the outside world. These small actions exalt the Lord and reveal his gracious and loving character. Whether today is a bright day full of natural joy or a looming, never-ending, painful day, make the conscious decision to look outside your personal circumstances. Humbly look at others. Come alongside in unity. Rejoice with someone and mourn with another. Recognize that this earthly pain will pass away and choose to trust in the Lord's steadfast love as you wait for him, knowing he has not forgotten you. Thanks for listening to A to Z, God Has Covered Me. I'm Michaela Estruth, and you are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.